We want to thank you for tuning in to the Indian Run Christian Church podcast with Pastor Terry Bailey. This podcast can be found on iTunes by searching for Terry Bailey Ministries. Right now, let's get to Pastor Terry's insightful message. accused once or twice of beating dead horses, and I've been beating this one in preparation for Easter for about six weeks now. So if I've worn you completely out, you can have this much encouragement, I'm finishing this up. If something is being done about our sin, we must be growing in our capacity to love with the love of God. These things must be true about us if we are included in God's purposes. The other three non-negotiables are about Jesus Christ. And they are as follows. One, he is the eternal, pre-existent Son of God, always there, co-creator before us, a completely spiritual infinite being who was sent to earth to to become the Messiah. The one appointed to fulfill every promise and flesh out every prophecy that God has made. And three In order to do this, he came in the flesh. He became a flesh and blood human being. He who had been infinite took on a body with limitations. He who had been unchanging took on a form that grew and aged and hurt. He who had been only purely divine became something more like me. And John says that only a spirit motivated by the spirit of Antichrist will deny that Jesus came in the flesh. These three things, John says, we must hold. He is the pre-existent eternal Son of God. He is the Messiah, and He came in the flesh. Else we are outside the purposes of God in Jesus Christ. And I asked as we proceeded from there, why make such a big deal about this? There are places where we can disagree, places where Jesus said to his apostles when they wanted to cast some people out, if they are not against us, they are for us, and these sorts of things. So why are these particular points non-negotiable? And I've been seeking over the weeks to explain that answer. First, because these three things are true, Jesus Christ reveals to us God himself. No man has seen God at any time, but when you have seen the Son, you have seen the Father. 
In Jesus Christ, we see the full heart, mind, and values of God laid out before us and made clear as I can conceive no other way that could have made them so clear. Two, because he is also fully man, Jesus reveals to us ourselves as we should have been, as we can yet be, if we will trust in him and in God's purposes through him. But these things are not true unless the non-negotiables of 1 John are also true. Third, Jesus reveals God's sympathy for us by taking on flesh and being tested in every way as we are tested and yet without sin. He understands everything that you have ever been through everything that you ever will go through, your weakness, your weariness, your frustration, your fear of pain and death, your anguish at loss and separation. Because the totally pre-existent Son of God took on flesh, He is our sympathetic high priest and creates this bond for us. And fourth, a slightly more complicated idea, and if you weren't here last week, I can't take the time to flesh this one back out, but because these three things are true about Jesus Christ, we are told in the book of Hebrews that he becomes the heir of all things. That he redeems that which was lost and had passed into the ownership of Satan in this fallen world. That includes our souls. He buys them back. And in this action, the estate once broken is made complete again. And Jesus Christ becomes the heir of all things and we may become co-heirs with him. But again, these things are only true. If the three non-negotiables about Jesus from 1 John are also true, that he is the pre-existent Son of God, that he is the Christ, that he did come in the flesh. And then the final thing that I would like to concentrate on today Jesus paid the price for my sin. And I don't fool myself that I can explain everything about this process to you. But I understand this. The price required value and Jesus had that value because he is the Son of God. And the price required 
broken flesh and shed blood. And Jesus had that to give because he took on flesh and blood. And having paid the price, understand it was a real death. And I'll return to that thought in just a moment. He rose by the power of God. He is risen. Amen. And both things, the death and the resurrection, require that God, the infinite Almighty, take on a human body. He died in that body. And it is my understanding of the New Testament that he rose in the body as well. He made this point. Touch me. Feel the wounds that are made in this flesh. Let's sit down and eat together. Bread and fish, I'm eating too. See? To show them that they were not dealing with pure spirit, a ghost, an avatar. Projection. Story of Pinocchio. Didn't see that coming, did you? Revolves around this idea. An artificial boy wants to be real boy. Because there is a difference. And there is a difference. You see, if Christ died and rose as some kind of simulation of humanity, what value is that to me? Because I am not a simulation. I am a real person. I will be 65 years old just shortly. And in a few more years, just a few, and I know this and I reconcile this, in a few more years, just as I am alive right now, I will be dead. And I will be really dead. I will not be illustratively dead I will not be metaphorically dead my death will not be a projection of some state that is real somewhere else but not with me when the moment comes I will join the doornails and the mackerels and that poor horse that I keep beating on. And I will be really, truly dead. If the death of Jesus Christ is not real in that sense, what has it got to do with my death? If the resurrection of Jesus Christ is not real, if he did not take on a body that really died and really rose, 
then I have trouble seeing what value that will be to me. Because he may have died and rose metaphorically, but I'm going to die for real. I would like to think that I'm going to raise for real. And this is the message of the gospel. Without a real resurrection, there will be no do-overs for me in the grave. If my core problems of sin and mortality and these things are inextricably linked, for the wages of sin is death. If my core problems of sin and mortality are going to be addressed, then I need Jesus to have come in the flesh, to have died in the flesh, and to have risen in the flesh. And so, like Paul, in the text that I read for you earlier, I deliver to you today those things which are of first importance. Christ died, really, for our sins, according to his scripture. And Christ was buried, sealed behind a stone in a rock cave, literally cold, dead and on the third day he arose again according to scripture if these things are not true my hope is vain but they are true He has risen. He has risen indeed. Amen. This is the truth of Easter. Never forget it. We want to take a moment to thank all of you, our faithful listeners, for setting aside time each week for the Indian Run Christian Church podcast. You can find out more about the church by visiting our website at www.christforeastcanton.com. That's www.christforeastcanton, all one word, dot com. On behalf of Pastor Terry and all the folks at Indian Run Christian Church, I pray God's blessing on you and your family.